Hey there, Ross. Looks like a classic San Francisco Sunday for you. Foggy early, then some sunshine breaking through. A high of 58 degrees, so maybe grab a light jacket. Perfect weather to catch up on the latest news, wouldn't you say? First up, a major recall has hit the dairy aisle. Products including dips, dressings, and salad kits sold at Costco, Trader Joe's, and Walmart are being pulled from shelves due to a listeria outbreak. Next, we're diving into the tech world where Arc Search's new app is stirring controversy. Its Browse for Me feature uses AI to summarize web pages and block ads, raising questions about creators' compensation. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker, and this is ahead of the curve from PocketPod News. Also on our radar, President Biden's handling of classified materials has been under scrutiny. A special counsel concluded no charges were warranted, but the investigation raises questions about document handling protocols at the highest levels. And with former President Trump facing legal challenges over his own handling of classified materials and a Supreme Court hearing that could impact his future ballot eligibility in Colorado, it's shaping up to be a busy news cycle. Three big stories today that have people talking and thinking about where we're headed next. Stick around as we unpack these stories further and what they mean for you. This message is brought to you by BiteSight. Imagine the first bite into a perfectly toasted, golden brown grilled cheese sandwich, the savory aroma of a sizzling steak seasoned to perfection, or the steam rising from a bowl of fragrant ramen, with each noodle coated in a rich and flavorful broth. With BiteSight delivery, you can dive into full-screen videos of the most mouth-watering dishes from nearby restaurants, making choosing what to eat both easy and exciting. See it. Crave it. Order it with BiteSight, the video-based food delivery app. A sweeping recall of dairy products is expanding, affecting major retailers across the country. Right, including dips, dressings, salad, and taco kits sold at Costco, Trader Joe's, and Walmart. This follows a recall by Rizzo Lopez Foods linked to a listeria outbreak that's been traced back nearly a decade. PocketPod News business and finance correspondent Scott Dwyer has been following this story closely. Scott, these recalls seem extensive. Can you break down the impact on consumers and retailers? Absolutely, Jonathan. The scope and seriousness of this recall are indeed vast, affecting a wide variety of dairy products and now extending to foods sold at major retailers like Costco, Trader Joe's, and Walmart. This expansion is particularly concerning due to the involvement of Listeria, Azorea bacterium responsible for at least two fatalities in recent years. Scott, can you elaborate on the types of products that have been recalled? Certainly, the recall now includes an array of products beyond the initial cheese and dairy items. Fresh Express salad kits with condiment packs containing the recalled cheese are among those being pulled from shelves. Ready Pack Foods has also issued recalls for salad kits sold at Costco, Walmart, and Winco that contain Rizzo Lopez cheese. These products have use-by dates ranging from January 6, 2024 to February 20, 2024. That's quite a range of affected products. How widespread is this issue among retailers? It's quite significant. Retailers such as Albertsons, Costco, HEB, Trader Joe's are impacted due to their sale of these contaminated products. This underscores how pervasive the issue has become across various major retail chains known for their extensive reach and large customer bases. With such a broad impact, what has been the health fallout from this listeria outbreak? 
The health implications are severe. According to the CDC, at least 26 people across 11 states have been affected by this outbreak, with two reported fatalities in California in 2017 and Texas in 2020. Listeria infection can be particularly dangerous for pregnant women, newborns, older adults, and individuals with weakened immune systems. Given these dangers, what advice is being offered to consumers who might have purchased these recalled items? Health officials are urging consumers to discard any recalled products immediately and thoroughly sanitize any surfaces that may have come into contact with them. Listeria can survive in refrigerated environments, making it crucial for individuals to take these preventive measures seriously. It sounds like there's a lot for both consumers and retailers to manage with this recall. How significant is this situation in terms of food safety concerns? It's extremely significant. This outbreak highlights critical challenges within food production and distribution networks that need addressing to prevent future occurrences. The fact that it spans multiple states and involves major retailers suggests systemic issues that might require enhanced regulatory oversight or changes in industry practices. Thanks for bringing us up to speed on this complex development, Scott. My pleasure, Jonathan. It's an evolving story that we'll continue monitoring closely given its broad implications for public health and food safety standards. Turning our gaze to the digital realm, a new way of browsing the web is stirring up quite the conversation. Absolutely. The browser company's Arc Search has introduced a feature that could revolutionize how we interact with information online. But it's not without its controversies, especially concerning how web creators are compensated for their content. PocketPod News technology correspondent Alex Harmon joins us to dive into this complex issue. Alex, Arc Search's Browse for Me feature is facing backlash from creators. Can you break down what's at stake here? Absolutely, Jonathan. The heart of the issue is Arc Search's Browse for Me feature, which has sparked a significant debate around the ethics of web browsing in the AI age. So, what exactly does this Browse for Me feature do? Essentially, it uses AI, particularly large language models from OpenAI and others, to summarize web pages. Instead of visiting the site directly, users get a custom-built page within the ARC app that presents summarized information. It was released just last week alongside ARC Search. Sounds innovative, but there's been backlash? Yes, quite a bit. The main concern is about how this impacts web creators. By summarizing their content within its own platform, ARC could potentially reduce traffic to the original websites. This means creators might lose out on ad revenue or other forms of compensation tied to page views and engagement. What's been the response from the browser company? Josh Miller, their CEO, has really questioned traditional web monetization methods in light of this controversy. He suggests that as the web evolves, so too should how creators are compensated. However, he admits there's uncertainty about how to best compensate writers and creators whose content is being summarized. And these AI features are pretty central to Arc Search? Absolutely. Alongside Browse for Me, Arc has integrated ChatGPT and switched its default search engine to Perplexity, both moves aimed at enhancing AI-driven browsing experiences. This isn't an isolated case, though. Other platforms use similar AI summarization? Right you are. For instance, Google provides AI-generated summaries at the top of some search results. It's part of a broader trend towards leveraging AI to streamline user experiences online, but it does raise questions about fair compensation for original content creators. What does this mean for the future of browsing and content creation online? 
we're at a crossroads. On one hand, AI can offer more efficient ways to access information. On the other hand, there's a real need to ensure creators are fairly compensated for their work. This situation with ARC highlights a broader ethical dilemma in tech. As we embrace these advanced tools, we must also navigate their impact on existing systems and livelihoods. That was PocketPod News Technology correspondent Alex Harmon with the latest on ARC Search's Browse for Me feature. Thanks for joining us, Alex. My pleasure, Jonathan. It's certainly a topic we'll continue watching closely. After a year-long investigation into President Biden's handling of classified material, it looks like there won't be any charges. That's right. Special Counsel Robert Hur concluded the evidence doesn't meet the threshold for proof beyond a reasonable doubt of willful retention and disclosure. But it's not all good news for the president. PocketPod News national political correspondent Don Gallup has been following this story closely. Don, the report details some lapses in how classified documents were handled. What can you tell us about that? Absolutely, Jonathan. The investigation into President Biden's handling of classified materials has been intricate and multifaceted. At the core, it revolved around the discovery of classified documents and notebooks from Biden's time as vice president, including sensitive information on military and foreign policy in Afghanistan. These materials were found in less than secure locations, raising significant concerns about the potential for security breaches. That sounds serious. Can you share more about how these materials were discovered and what exactly they entailed? Of course, the investigation unearthed that some of these documents were stored in damaged boxes, indicating a lack of proper care. Among the findings were notes Biden had made during his vice presidency with references to foreign leaders and military strategies, information that certainly shouldn't be left vulnerable. This situation underscores not just a potential mishandling of sensitive information, but also highlights systemic issues in managing classified materials post-service. And I understand there was an issue with Biden sharing classified information while working on his memoir? Yes, that's correct. The report detailed instances where President Biden shared classified material at least three times with a ghostwriter for his memoir. This kind of sharing is problematic because it goes against protocols designed to protect national security secrets. It's not just about the act of sharing, but also about who has access to such critical information outside of secured government channels. Let's talk about the special counsel's conclusion. They decided not to bring charges against President Biden. What was their reasoning? Special counsel Robert Hur concluded that while there was evidence of mishandling classified documents, it didn't rise to a level that warranted criminal charges. Essentially, Hur determined that there wasn't enough evidence to establish guilt beyond a reasonable doubt, a high legal standard necessary for criminal prosecution. It's important to note this doesn't entirely clear the air around the lapses in handling sensitive information. It simply means there wasn't sufficient legal ground to charge the president. With no charges brought against him, how has this impacted President Biden politically? Politically, it's been quite damaging despite no legal repercussions. The Republicans have seized upon this investigation to question not only Biden's handling of classified material, but also his fitness for office given his age and moments where he appeared to have gaps in memory during the investigation process, a narrative further fueled by Trump's criticism calling out what he perceives as a two-tiered system of justice. How has President Biden responded to these allegations and findings? President Biden strongly defended himself against these allegations during a press conference. 
He emphasized his cooperation with the investigation from the start and sought to reassure both the public and officials about his mental acuity despite occasional missteps like mixing up names of foreign leaders in off-camera events, instances he chalks up more to slip-ups than indicative of deeper cognitive issues. This seems like an ongoing narrative concerning leadership roles and age-related scrutiny. Absolutely, Jonathan. This investigation sheds light on broader discussions about leadership fitness, transparency in handling national security materials, and how political narratives shape public perceptions. Themes we'll continue seeing play out as we approach future electoral cycles. Thanks for bringing us up to speed on this intricate development surrounding President Biden. My pleasure, Jonathan. And that's ahead of the curve for Sunday, February 11th, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening. We hope you have a good day, and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to pocketpod.app.